and welcome. Welcome, welcome indeed. Welcome to the Plymouth Games. I'm Ambie. I'm Kana. And uh, this is our special Christmas edition. Yes, short, sweet, swift. Should be good. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yes, and happy Christmas. And here, yeah, all that stuff too. So, um, let's have a bit of a drinking moment again Cheers. as always. Cheers. Uh, what have you got? Um, uh, looks like a stone and wood from memory. It is a stone it's, and wood. It's, it looks like it's that a Pacific ale. Um, it, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I find it too fruity. A, a heavier ale. It's kind of passion fruity, isn't it? Or I've had it um, once before and I was pretty disappointed. It's got a bit of a bitter aftertaste to it too. Um, I kind of like diplomacy. Mm, I'm, sweet, I'm, sweet and fruity at the start, but a bitter aftertaste towards the end. It's got a horrid aftertaste. <laughs> Um, I, no, I think it's probably a, 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 a taste that you need to grow on you. Yep. Um, maybe I'll try it, you know, the next pint. I'll give you an answer to that. This is my first time I've tried it. What are you drinking? I've got the uh, Patchwork Shiraz from uh, Yarralumla or somewhere like that. So it's not bad. Not bad? Not the best, but it's not bad. I notice you always drink red. Is that a... It's, that's your... That's my thing. That's your thing. Yeah, that or tequila. <laughs> tequila. So uh, we, we have a set of uh, uh, cards and um, someone gave us 52 cards of different cocktails that you oh, can yeah, make, yeah, yeah. right? And so every Christmas we pull a, a random card out from the deck and um, that's our Christmas cocktail that we drink that's for the a week running up to Christmas and whatever's left over we end up just drinking it in a, in a haze. But, <laughs> but this, this year's one was a, a, a blue-yellow... Um, meanie. Meanie? Yeah, so right. it, it, it's with blue cacao, um, banana liqueur and um, tequila. Oh, wow. And sort of mix it together. It's it, actually, it actually tastes like Christmas. It comes out green. Tastes like Christmas. It does, it does. You know, like, like, a, like a, a candy cane. Okay. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. It's <laughs> yeah, sounding uh, good until that moment. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been drinking it for, um, what, last five days and I'm just like, oh, no, I need to get some sort of, you know, Kahlua or... Baileys or something to put into it because it's starting to um, get hard to drink. Lucky you, don't do, it a, lucky you don't do it as 12, 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, once a year it's the thing we get through. Yep. Yep. Cool. So today we're recording from the Stock Exchange Hotel in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Uh, both. Are you, actually, are you on holidays? I am on holidays. Okay, so yes. I'm on holidays. I've been on holidays for a little while now, so it's, it's good. Yeah. That's oh, great. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to going back. <laughs> How long do you have to get back? Uh, I think it's the 3rd of January. Oh, you poor bugger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've had off since 10th of January. Or so, no, 10th of December, so it's not too bad. Oh, it's not too bad. Not too bad. And you were on a cruise. I was, yeah. yeah. I had a really great time. I had um, I had reasonably reasonably high, but not too high expectations. My, my daughter, in fact, wanted us to go on a cruise. Okay. She planned it all, and... Um, my wife and I, back in February, thought, okay, look, just to kind of keep it kind of entertained and, and not kind of getting it too uh, too wrapped up in the idea, we thought, we'll go along to one of these travel expo things that was here in Brisbane back in February this year. And, of course, we walked out of it signing up to a cruise. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it was just fantastic value for what we got. Yeah. And, um, yeah, had a brilliant time. Had a really, really good time. Fantastic. Although I did kind of find out along the way that I'm obviously... A, I'm, my mental age is younger than my physical age now oh. because I kept injuring myself or doing stupid things, none of which was actually alcohol related. Oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's no excuse. So I oh, kind well. of, um, 
my uh, elbow, my right elbow is a bit shot at the moment because I was doing some rock wall climbing. They have got like this rock wall that kind of goes up, uh, not, not, not straight straight, but kind of curls back on itself, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, like something out of... Uh, I have heard on these cruises that it's a bit, it can be, um, it can get long. Did you, did no. you feel that? No? no we're, plenty we're, of things to do? Oh, absolutely. We were, we were away for eight nights and there was absolutely plenty of things to do. The only thing that there wasn't there to do was diplomacy. There was no diplomacy on board. You didn't think about taking a board game with you? No, no, no. But actually, that's, that's not a bad idea because they had, um, it was a Royal Caribbean cruise and they had in there like a, a library games room. So you can go there for books and shit. But they've also got, you know, uh, Scrabble and, you know, and cards and whatever like that. And I kind of really hoped that they had a diplomacy game there, but they didn't. Because oh, you, there's also another little area that you can kind of put a little signpost. If anyone's interested in getting together to talk about X, Y, Z, they can. Oh, mate, can you imagine? You know, you're playing a game of espionage on a cruise. The things you could get up to, you could put, like, little little notices up to, to who but may concern Austria is considering a... An advance against East Italy. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Have a look. The, the normal patrons going, "What's going on here?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, the hell out of everyone. So when I was kind of made it myself all the way to the top of the wall, kind of rang the bell and everything like that, yes. and I got back to the end, I went, "Oh fuck, my elbow's sore." Uh, and then I was like sore for about two days, and then I went on what's called the Flow Rider, which is like a, I don't know, like a, like almost from a wave pool type of thing, but you're on a, a um, boogie board. Or you can kind of get up on, on the ship. On the ship, yeah. Okay. So it's right. got this massive water kind of spraying back, and you're kind of going on that. And I fell off that and kind of bunked up my elbow again. So and wait, 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 did the? Okay, is there a doctor on board? Did you? Oh yeah, but I wasn't bad enough to kind of no. you know, yeah. bugger bugger. There okay. is a doctor on board though, because I had to go to them earlier in the cruise um, <laughs> when we went to New Caledonia, and um, there was this beautiful beach which I showed you the photo of just before we started recording. And out there was all this coral. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. And I kind of went out there blown away by it, you know. I, I've been to the Great Barrier Reef, but it's been a while now. And um, really enjoyed it. Took my son out there. Yes. And there was this, um, we went out to find about almost as far as you're allowed to go. And there was like a, um, uh, two, like a, two um, coral walls. So I was going, going down a, a channel, you know what I mean? Okay. And then yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of one of these coral walls kind of curls over the top. So I kind of dove underneath that about two, three metres, came out the other side, everything's cool. And then I kind of came back, but the current had kind of moved and right. I kind of got slammed up against the, um, the coral, cut my back. So right. I had to um, go yeah. down to the, the doctor on board, get some antibiotic, triple antibiotic cream to put into it because apparently coral's not very healthy in the bloodstream. Probably um, not, no. Fortunately I had tetanus injections a few years back, so... All right. There well, you go. <laughs> that was a pretty eventful trip. I know. And of course, you delayed a few of your games because of I it. did. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, I was I was fortunate enough, <laughs> fortunate or unfortunate enough to got recently, as we know, in the last episode, got eliminated out of the two known world games. Yes. And um, I said to Doctor Recommended, who was um, organising the um, um, the actual game, you know, hey, I'll be away. I'll get plenty of notice, and said, can you kind of Put it on. Excellent. Our lunches are right. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, I get you some cutlery. Thank you. So now we've got to the first episode ever. It's not just uh, the not drinks just we're having; it's the food, food we're eating. Food as well. <laughs> um, and I've got um, a braised squid with aioli. Doesn't look too bad. Doesn't look too bad at all. And I've got a lovely big rump steak, mushroom sauce, and salad. Yeah, Could have had cool. chips, but no, nah, I didn't want chips yep. today. Anyway, so you were talking to um, 
uh, the doctor gave him plenty of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the um, the doctor recommended, not the doctor on board the ship, and uh, gave him plenty of notice. And said, look, uh, whilst the, the the game three and game four for known world was about to start up, we um, I, I felt it was probably best just for me to hold off. And it didn't really matter because there was other players that didn't join anyway. Yeah, well, there was, a, there, was, there was another player who held out even longer than you did. Mm. I don't know who that was. I don't know. It's mm. a mistake. Um, so, well, yep, that, and that, then there was... Um, sorry, you were going to say something? I was going to say that kind of leads us to etiquette. Oh, before you but, get to that. Yeah. But um, other games... I'm, in, uh, I'm still in my WebDip uh, World Championship 2016 thing. Oh, in, yeah, in and one they were okay extend? Given it's that time of year and things. Well, they did a pause, um, and yep. um, the I guess that gets the process that's being that's being followed over there is it actually got like every player can request a pause for up to about a week. Yep. If you've got a particular set of circumstances, and, and like, but they did that during um, Thanksgiving for um, for the Americans, and I'm sure they'll probably do another one soon for Christmas or whatever like that. Yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, that was they were cool with that. And the only other game, of course, was the, the boss game. Um, actually, two other games. There was the boss game, which yep. um, you as Game Master was, were kind enough to um, extend it or do something to it with all your magic Game Master powers. Well, I was um, actually planning on going camping with the wife over that particular period of time. Yep. And then um, rosters were shuffled around and this, that and the other, and I didn't end up actually going um, for as long as I'd like, or anywhere near as far as I'd like, we did end up um, just so spending a night um, somewhere, but I can't really call a night camping. Um, yeah. Not really. No. It's. What time did you get there? Well, we got there in the morning. Oh, yeah. And we were able to leave uh, in the afternoon. Um, but no, they, I... I Fingers crossed. It's just because of the season. It's a crazy season. Times get changed and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm just lucky enough to be on holidays and don't really mind too much. Um, but, yeah, probably in January I'm looking at uh, getting away for two or three days um, down the coast for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, before um, work starts back in. And it, gets, it starts to get, uh, you know, obligations again. Mm. Oh, anyway, but yes, I was happy to extend um, my my holiday camping experience. Didn't really occur, but yours did. Obviously, I did. Um, and there was another one I sat for you. Yeah. So, and that was the the only other game that I was involved in, where um, I kind of asked, "Hey, are you guys happy to pause it?" And they went, "Why don't you just get a sitter?" And I went, "Oh, okay. I know a guy who might be stupid enough to do that." Yeah, you wrote me in. That's all right. Yeah. All right. So it was a. Excuse me, I get dropped into uh, American Empire? No. Um, no. American Conflict. American Conflict. Um, I've, got, I've got three units left. I'm sat in the middle of um, two massively warring empires, England and France. And, um, and the Spanish. And the Spanish, yes. yes. And there's Russians there as well. Yep. And um, well, I've, got, I've got pretty much... <laughs> No, no manoeuvrability. All I can really do is just um, continue to um, put in support holds and hope that um, these other guys will uh, support Andy until he gets back. But the fun part about that was that you were playing up as Trump, and I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the game, the game was called uh, uh, the Trump Wars, and um, it was actually a really, really 
enter, okay, it was it was a proper game, but I kind of played it with a bit of it from a, an entertaining type of twist. And surprisingly enough, I actually did that both a because I wanted to have a bit of fun. Yes. But the I thought actually it could either work in my favour or very much against me, depending on if the players were pro Trump or pro Hillary, because this was actually in the run up to the um, it started at a presidential up. election. Yeah. Well, how did that affect the actual politics on the board? Did it? Um, it was it was interesting because um, the Confederate States player and both myself both self styled ourselves as being Donald Trump, and we were <laughs> acting like Trump, saying the type of things. And whatever was going on within the actual news at the time, we kind of, I, I would take on. I probably took it a little bit better than the CSA player, mm-hmm. and uh, I was fortunate enough to actually keep saying. And, and, and actually saying, look, I, I'm, I'm the real Donald, you know what I mean? This is just Hillary, you know, this is from the South, this is from, you know, from Arkansas, from Little Rock, <laughs> even though that's kind of, you know, yeah, Bill yeah, yeah, was yeah, governor yeah. down there, but I think she's from New York normally, but I, <laughs> most people didn't seem to realise that in the game. So I was eventually able to kind of browbeat the, uh, the CSA player into... Uh, well, basically, for the other people who kind of consider her like being, being Hillary. For some reason, they didn't like Hillary, so they ganged up on the CSA <laughs> and uh, and helped me out. But um, the hard part in that particular game, as, as you know, that saw later on, was I got really, really, really boxed in. So I had a very good um, alliance with France, who in that particular um, variant kind of starts off down in, in Mexico due to the historical situation at the time with the... Um, Installation of Maximilian as the Emperor of, of Mexico, and um, yeah, 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 kind of worked worked well with him. Um, Spain was kind of allied to France, so ipso facto, he was kind of my ally as well. Yes, but um, England was was playing hardball, and he was um, very strongly allied with Russia, which meant that little old me got pretty much squeezed into the the heart, I suppose um, uh, the middle of America. Yep. Yeah, the, the Midwest type of area where, where I, I jumped in and you said, Oh look, Kane, why don't you play Max Pence and Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Max, yeah. And um, so I did. I jumped in. And um, I think I actually only just had to enter three orders for you there, Ambi. There was uh, there were two retreats and one set of orders, because you already had a set of orders saved in. And so for me, um, being a sitter is um, you know, delaying a game. Yep. Because people know generally that you're sitting for someone. Yep. And um, uh, unless, unless unless it's known as a long dramatic occurrence, or it's a long term uh, thing that you're actually taking over, you're actually um, in my frame of mind, being a city, is you don't really want to upset the d- diplomatic balance that had already been um, put into place by the player that you're sitting for. Um, so in this case, you obviously had this alliance with France and. Um, I just went along with that and hoped that um, I'd be alive um, by the time you had to come back and pick it up. Mm. It's, it's interesting. I mean, this is, I suppose, one of the, the key things in this particular episode, talking about etiquette within a game. And um, you touch on a good point. Normally, I would tend to, if I was handing over my game to a sitter, or even to the extent if I was receiving it as a sitter, I expect there to be some writing instructions about, hey, this is where we're presently at. Yep. I've been allied with France. It was uh, Mexico. I'm sorry, Spain. Um, a little bit of a, um, a bad relationship with England, blah, 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 blah. But um, 
I don't know. I mean, what's the situation then if you're if you are a sitter and a the situation changes if you get stabbed? Presumably, you go okay. Well, well, I guess you'd have to pick your sitters for that particular um, uh, uh, thinking. Um, well, in this situation, I mean, you only had three units left, and you're obviously um, back against the wall. However, you know, if you're sitting for someone who's got 16 units and is at the head of the board, um, or let's say you were that, you know, I'm that player, I've got 16 units, and you know, I tap you on the back, Andy, can you um, sit for me? I need, I'm going away for a month, there's nothing yep. to be done about it, uh, blah, blah, blah. I think a month is different, though, and because a month you kind of expected to... Well, you really expect got to, there to be big changes. Yeah, there's got to be changes, you've got to be prepared to maybe stab, maybe not. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you definitely leave written instructions in the notes tab there, you know, saying, um, you know, this is what's happened so far, this is what I think is occurring, this is what I'd like you to do. Yep. Um, bearing significant changes, can you follow this general strategy? You wouldn't, you wouldn't give specifics, you know, unless there was a specific next turn thing that you wanted them to do. Um, but you say, you know, this is generally where I'm headed, I'm getting on with blah, blah, blah. And so you see that comes in, um, I'd have tapped you on the shoulder because, you know, I respect you as a diplomacy player and expect that, you know, you you have a similar view on on how the diplomacy board kind of works yep. and that, you know, if, if, if you were stabbed in that period of time that I was away, then I'd expect you to, um, well, throw the game and go into, you know, civil disorder. No, <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd expect you to cry. Um, to cry. <laughs> No, to, to, to do everything you could to, to even open up new negotiations with some players um, to try and save that position. You, you do everything you could to try and survive it, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Just realised the battery's quite low. Hopefully this doesn't run out. I um, guess we'll wait and see. I haven't recharged it for a while. So, yeah, you're 100% correct. So, you've had some interesting etiquette situations as well recently, haven't you, in part yeah. of one of your games? Yes, 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 yes. So, um... Just in a, I'm actually currently in this game, but it's been totally screwed by. Um, well, okay, bit of background. It's Atlantic Colonies. It's a four-player game, right? So um, initially, all four players are keen as punch. We're all trading discussions, um, all press, and. Um, Spain happens to be the odd one out and people sort of start attacking him pretty much off the bat. And the guy just sort of throws up his hands and just enters all holds and does nothing. Right? And everyone's like, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, one's maybe an anomaly, but unfortunately it's not really that much of an anomaly in online diplomacy. Um, and then, and then, and then we had, um, we had France jump in Oh, so, so, game plays along for a bit, and you know, I manoeuvre France into this position of. Um, Who are you, know, you playing as? I'm playing. I'm playing as England, right? Um, and I stab him, and bam, the guy, the guy disappears. The guy just drops it. Right? Now, this is a fellow who's you know, who's writing four or five messages a day, so thinking oh yeah okay this guy's keen diplomacy player um he's keen as punch in the in the game um and the second he stabs he, he, he just dies in the arse and goes mm-hmm. now just just from a 
player's perspective, I just don't understand why it is that someone was someone joins up to a diplomacy game and then at the first sign of trouble either um, disappears entirely from the site, which seems to be very rude. They obviously know how the game is played and should be there in the first place. Or they just sort of stand there and do nothing with their armies and don't even try to negotiate or do anything out of that situation. That it just seems really rude if you're signing up to a game and um, you just don't see it through. I mean, back, back when I started with internet diplomacy, it was, uh, it was by email, right? Yeah. And um, a fast game was considered a move every two weeks. <laughs> no, I kid you not. Yeah. Um, and you had to do... You actually had to um, play a game that was a move every three weeks, get through that game, and not go into civil disorder, which is no moves. Yep. Right? Oh. And if you did that, then you were allowed to play... Um, My drink just got taken away. Still had a bit left in it. need to get another one. Um, then you were allowed to enter into faster games. Yep. Now, if you entered into civil disorder... This is back in the time when you actually had to give a proper email address and your name... Your real um, name. Your real name. If, if, if that happened, then bam, that's it. You were forbidden from ever playing on that side again. That was it. Full stop. Bam. And you, if, if you did that, you had better had a better a good excuse. You know, your, your, your dog died or your, you know, your leg got cut off or something um, to get away with, with not making any orders. You know? So this particular game, this is actually an anonymous game, even though <laughs> you've got yeah. to spill the beans. Yeah. It'll be obviously interesting to see who the player was that um, was playing Spain and did get up to this. I'd kind of hope it was not somebody who's been, you know, well-established and been around the traps and understands what the etiquette is, and maybe it's just some, you know, new person who's come on board, doesn't really understand, and I don't think that's still an excuse... But, you know, it makes it a little bit more... Sorry, just a little bit more acceptable. A little bit easier to understand. Um, which, make, which is a bit disappointing because, you know, it's my first game on Atlantic Colonies and I was really looking forward to it. And it kind of gets ruined by players who just don't really commit to what, they, what they're playing. As a matter of interest, did you find that... Um, that's a lot of gristle on this stake. Um, did you find that by Spain, did they kind of, he kept doing that over and over again, just hold, 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 just didn't actually put any orders in? Even on his retreats, you know, if he was dislodged, he would just put a hold or disband. Did it, it, did it end up advantaging anybody um, more than the others? Well, the reason the game we all decided to sort of keep going with it was it was equally advantaging all of us. And that's the advantage of this map, I think, with where yeah. everyone's positioned. And it's a lovely map. I mean, obviously, it, 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 it's really well balanced in the sense that it um, it can, if the player is being hammered on all sides, it doesn't really advantage any one of the remaining three players. Very true. So this game is coming towards the um, conclusion. Yeah. You're reasonably well positioned. Crossing fingers. Well. You know, even if I was to win, it would be kind of a hollow victory. 
Um, I've got... <laughs> Sounds like that last game that you <laughs> talked oh, no, about. Right. <laughs> yeah. You need to kind of start oh. winning by, you know... Sheer, sheer diplomatic power. power. Yeah. Well, just you wait. Rather than dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. I'm going to, I'm, I am going to beat you and everyone on the board in the new Known World tournament game's just starting. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Known World 3 and Known World 4 in the tournament's kicked off now. Yes. Um... And as always, in a I'm having a ripper. How about you? Yes, yeah, the first term hasn't happened yet, but well, you know, I'm 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 not doing any worse than anybody else. I'm number one at the moment. I'm just equal <laughs> equal fifteenth number one. <laughs> Got to keep it that way. But, you know, I mean, the, the possibility is always endless at the start of these these games, aren't they? You know. Yep. And um, this episode, we are actually going to take a, a break from talking about force because I think we've forced out force. A, a fair amount. Yeah, you guys are probably sick of us talking about it. Um, but <laughs> I've actually had one particular player in the boss um, contact me as part of, you know, obviously in-game messaging, who's obviously been listening to what we've been saying, and, and as a result of that, he's got a, a fair understanding about what my strategy is and how I'm <laughs> approaching things. I've given away too much. Um, that particular player actually... I think got a little bit. Has, has <laughs> he's probably listening to it now, but I know he's got a little bit shitty with me because um, <laughs> on a number of times he and I have been in games, and a number of times we kind of talk about having an alliance, and I think we never do. <laughs> we end up fighting each other, and he always blames me, and I'm like, well, I don't know. takes two to tango, and <laughs> I'd actually like to play a game with this particular player. I'm not going to mention who he is. He knows who he is. And um, we're, we're, you know, we actually do carry through, and I like that person to know that it's not personal. It just seems to work out this way. <laughs> it is, it is actually fascinating what's happening on the board. But we'll get back into that next episode, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, we'll give it a bit of a break. For those of you who haven't had a game of boards yet, um, but needless to say, I mean, you came back. You had a wall of text, obviously. Um, Everyone trying to contact you from your holidays. Yep. Yep. So, we're out of drinks. We need some more drinks. Yep. So. We'll put a pause on it. Yep. And hopefully this... By the way, as I said before, we've got low battery on the recording device. So, um, if this particular episode just cuts off randomly at the end, there's no real reason. You know <laughs> why. <laughs> hopefully we'll, uh, we'll make it to the end, though. All so, right, we'll be back next in a second. And we're back, and we haven't run out of batteries yet, so that's a good start. Bizarre. Um, we've recharged on the drinks. Cheers. Cheers. Drinking the same. Drinking the same. Uh, I guess the good thing is, I always find, because um, I can't remember which player it was now, they kind of, when I started posting up the show notes, they said, look, you really need to put in uh, timestamps. Okay. So that, look, if I don't want to listen to you guys talk on about balls for 20 minutes, I can just jump ahead and know when to jump in back into it. I mean, oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah. every single time we record one of these now, I have to kind of sit down and write it all out and timestamp it, which is, takes time. But and it looks good, you know. You can jump and it makes it easier for the listener. It does make it easier for the listener, and I can't remember where I was taking this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know oh, what it was. Yeah. And I, I remember from listening to a number of these things now, it's funny, we usually start off quite coherent and, well, actually, we stay coherent the whole time. But as, as the recordings, particularly some of the longer recordings, go on and on and on, and we drink more and more and more, the number of F-bombs and other things that start going off is quite, uh, in, quite interesting. So You've got an F-bomb in your hands, you drop it, and, oh, shit. 
<laughs> so we were talking about Atlantic colonies, and you talked a little bit about the etiquette situations in that, but I think it's actually worth talking about this particular variant in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atlantic colonies is a pretty cool map. You know, there's four players. You've got England, France, Spain, and Portugal. Is there and many four-player games? There's not many, is there? Oh, I'm just trying to think. Um, we'll probably bring it up on the variants. I'm thinking maybe six or seven of them. Okay. Yeah, That's more than got, I thought. We've got a couple of... Um, I saw those weird, wacky things like the... Dutch one more than Rebellion yeah, or the, whatever. The Dutch one, and then there's Rat Wars. Good old Rat Wars. Um, there's, that, there's that French one where there's four of yours. Is it a hundred? No, that's only three. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, it doesn't uh, matter. Okay. But, I'll, but yeah, okay, so let's talk about this. So you were saying? Oh, yeah, and it's at, um, essentially um, just at the, the, the cusp. Well, the cusp? You can't really say it's the cusp if you've got England and France thrown into it. Um, probably, oh, um, no. what, 1500s, is it? Uh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I 16, think it's 1600s. 1600s. Late 17th century. Okay. So late so, 1600s. So the slave... The slave trade was well up and running at this stage. Yep. Um, you know, sugar and cotton and all that sort of stuff would have been well there. Um, anyway, so you got you know the, the, the high age of sail. Yes. Um, and you've got these. Well, you, you're thrown into the kind of a situation where you have, um, you know, you have a couple of small holdings in Europe, but you have this large area of the map that you have colonial holdings in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, it, the, the, the balance is actually quite well done, I feel. There's, there's, there's territories in there that really kind of um, balance our initial aggression in a way that um, maybe the Imperial variant doesn't quite get 100%. Well, I think Imperial is, is quite unbalanced, isn't it, from memory? Or am I thinking the other one? Uh, Imperial's the one with um, players that start off with, like England starts off with half a map. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. unbalanced, essentially. But yeah. if you play, you know, you know, hard, die hard. So, um, so, so he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a top tip if you uh, want to start all of a sudden getting your rankings going, go play Imperial and set it up that you set up the game and choose to be England because by default you start with about half the SC, so you've got a pretty good chance of winning. Uh, <laughs> Keep on I'm, doing that, people will gang up on you. I'm I sure. may have done that once. I need. I needed to kind of you know boost my confidence a little bit and kind of get a guaranteed win. Um, so the thing about this this map, as you said, and I think we mentioned last time around, this is probably I, I find this the most beautiful map of all the maps on V Diplomacy. Um, it just looks elegant. Yeah. So so the. Um, the land masses themselves are a slightly dark brown and the oceans are a, a, a lighter brown. Um, and it just sort of... It looks almost like a map from the, it, from it the does, period. It does, it back yeah. to you know, an old school map. Uh, a cartographer sat down and drawn... Yeah. Um, down to the, you know, this, the, this, this uh, the ship's compass in the, the bottom left. and um, That would be my only... Um, you know, and it's just really nitpicking. Um, but... That would be my only negative to it, you know. I mean, if you if you move if you made that compass smaller, you could actually enlarge some of these territories, particularly the islands, which I find a bit difficult to um, just to, to, to 
to see what what. Yep. In that regards, um, and that and the, uh, the the icons I find a bit difficult. Like um, like the pirates variant, I find it difficult. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I find it difficult recognizing who is what icon. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a bit difficult, but you know, lucky the uh, large maps there. You can open up the large map, and it, it, it becomes immediately clearer. Yep. Uh, when you look at the larger icons. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, some of the things that stand out for me, I guess that I I like about the game, and trying to actually recall. So, actually, the game was created by Safari. There we go. I didn't know that. There we are. Okay. Good on you, Safari. Excellent. Well done. Great work for putting this together. And the one thing I think he did that. It's a, it's a positive thing, but it's also a negative thing, <laughs> depending on which way you look at it. He's obviously aimed very much for balance. Yes. Um, to make sure that it doesn't favour one player over another. And um, from that perspective, he's done a great job, I think. You know, um, the, the, the hard part about it, though, is, is the loss of historical accuracy, which is always my little bugbear. So... Within the special special rules, he actually kind of you know, makes it quite clear that some of the supply centres like um, Detroit, which I think is Detroit in French. Oh, really? You start off as a Detroit. Detroit. Oh, there you okay. go. And yeah. uh, New, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans would yeah, be yeah, yeah, um, yeah. should be French. Um, but I think his obviously concern there was that created too much of a, um, I suppose, too much power for for France. And even looking at the map, it's got Jamaica as, as being an English territory, but I think back in the late 1600s, it hadn't yet become English. It was actually stolen yeah, by, and, from the um, French. Sorry, from the French by the English in the was it the French, the limits French of my Native American Caribbean War historical knowledge here? Was Andy, it, oh, no, no, no. It was during the um, the War of um, Independence. They stole it down then. Oh. It's opened a second front against the French. What about the Bahamas? What's that? Um, well, yeah, Bahamas isn't isn't here. It's, it's, it's a supply centre, but it's not as a um, it's not owned by anybody. No, center. yeah, yeah. So there's been a bit of juggling in um, yeah, just just for the sake of balance on and, the board. And I, and I do kind of just it does kind of irk me a little bit that Paris doesn't actually get a supply centre, even though it's Paris. <laughs> yeah, but look at all that area he owns. Yeah, yeah no. you know, you had to have a you had to have he had to give France. A supply centre that accessed the Atlantic. You just had to. Yeah, of course. Right? Otherwise, um, and, and, okay, I hear you, I hear you. Could you have called that Paris, but then, what does he call that little territory? I don't know. We'll work that out later. When we uh, redesign the whole map. <laughs> no. No, but I mean, I think, I think actually there is a chance to, to change this ideally, to make it more historically accurate, but... That being said, I think the balance is far better and, and no-one's got the, probably the time or the effort, the inclination to change it, so let's just run with it as it is. And would you want to? I mean, the, the balance of it's actually quite nice. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you... Do you like, the, the original diplomacy board, you know, it, it's got imbalances to it. It's not exactly historic. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, those imbalances are what adds to the game, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the decisions made to keep it to keep it that way yeah. look either way it's a really good map actually I do like the way that um, and this obviously this is again it comes down to the historical side of things 
the way that each particular country has colon they've also got their homeland but then they've got colonies abroad and uh, some of them are, are quite um, um, what's the word I'm going to for joined together so to speak you know like obviously the um, the Spanish colonies are all based around Central uh, America and in this particular one the the West coast of South America particularly um, but nothing around Buenos Aires I would have thought Buenos Aires would have been a, a supply sorry would have been a start off as a Spanish supply center um, and Portugal obviously has all of the um, Brazil as, as supply a whole, centers you know, plus Angola and a little bit over in Morocco yeah. Um, the French very heavily within French Canada um, and through the area that was part of the um, Louisiana purchase in the uh, United States plus a odd smattering in the um, and everyone's got a bit of a smattering actually in the Caribbean everyone's got a bit in the Caribbean um, South America has Spain France and Portugal but no England yeah right but should have, should have but yeah England can get to the Falklands unopposed in from Cape of Good Hope the first year. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, everyone's in South. Although America. there's a chance that Ang- that uh, Portugal could, you know, move into Sea of Angola or the Namib Desert. I oh, say Namib Desert to threaten Cape of Good Hope from day one if he really wanted to. But oh, but is he going to do, do that, that if he's got a when he yeah, can yeah, kind of you know yeah. get a, a free run with a, a vacant supply centre? I guess that comes down to psychology. I suppose a real prick would do that. <laughs> I do like this map um, neutral territory so one thing it does do much the same way is, is classic with um, you can't traverse through um, Switzerland it, it blocks out uh, the cent- sorry, central Africa uh, obviously because of Sahara Desert a fair chunk central of the South- Amazon yeah, yeah the Amazon yeah. Uh, the far northwest of um, of, uh, the, of sorry North America, which is interesting because I guess that's probably playing on the the Rockies and the tundra and everything like well, that. They've got they've got Oregon there, you know, but anything north of that is just no man's land. Yeah, and um, and of course all of Europe west of um, France is um, you can't traverse. Although you can go via the uh, Mediterranean uh, to the Ionian Sea if you want to start, you know, going into um, Libya into Tripoli and everything like that. So I guess the only power that really is unrepresented here who would have been around at this time would have been the Netherlands. Yeah, I thought the Dutch would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but then so the Dutch Dutch have holdings at the time in a small, small smattering in the Caribbean, but most of their stuff was more in um, more in Indonesia. Southeast and Africa. Southeast Africa, were they? Africa, South Africa was an Afrikaans colony down there. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So they would have had they would have had some that there thing down there. Yeah, Boer War and blah blah blah. But yeah, obviously, yeah, maybe that yeah, happened yeah. later. The Boer War. Yeah, well, yeah, the Boer War was like in the turn of the eighteen hundreds to nineteen hundreds. But no, I'm sure South Africa was established as an Af- as a as a Netherlands. Was it Dutch? Thing, yeah. oh, I think I think it was more like there was bits of Dutch stuff, bits of English stuff. Could well have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they had a little. They had what they would have had New York and. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You've got, oh, it depends on when the the trade happened because there was various there was various fights during the English Civil War or around that period of time when they were buddy buddies with um, the Netherlands but then they fought them 
1679. And as part of the deal, there was a, there was a, a swap trade. between New Amsterdam to Yeah, they kind of, the, the Dutch handed over New Amsterdam, which is obviously New York now, and in return got some little pissy island in modern-day Indonesia. Was it Ambrose or something like that? Uh, you're stretching my historical knowledge again here, Andy. Okay, um, so there was this one spice in the world that was only found in this one particular island in Indonesia. And during the 1600s or whatever like that, it was incredibly, incredibly valuable. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was nutmeg. I think it might have been nutmeg. Okay. And as part of this, the, the Dutch, when they were kind of getting to the end of this war between the Dutch and, and the, the British over naval rights, sounds like something out of... Phantom Menace, you know, the first episode of Star Wars. But um, anyway, long story short, they kind of they kind of made it, made up, kissed and made up, and they traded. And the Dutch handed over and said, "Oh, you can have New York. We don't want that." And in return, we want this little this island that's got all the all the nutmeg. It was an archer, was it? Could have been archer. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'd have to find out. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, the, and the Brits, of course, went. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll do that. And of course, the Dutch are going. Oh, we got this, you know, global supply of this particular spice that everybody wants. Not realizing, of course, that it so comes off over. trees. And the British had, for a while, had been taking the seeds off these trees and putting them into other locations that were able to grow these particular trees. Oh, sneaky bastards! And as soon as they kind of, you know, handed it over, <laughs> then they flooded the market from their own other locations. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how did we get onto that? Uh, we're talking about, we're talking about um, the Netherlands where things should have been. been. In this. Netherlands yes, not being yes, in there. Yes. Anyway, it's a beautiful map. It's it's a lovely, um, quick foray into a period of history um, just before the Industrial Revolution, maybe. And um, it, 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 you only have to deal with four continents. Yes. But it still feels like you're playing a, a global game. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I mean, if you haven't played, it's well worth it. Like I said, um, you know. Even though my first game into Atlantic Colonies was ruined because of um, people deciding to fuck off for whatever reason, um, having said that, when all the players were on the board, it was really, really fun. Yeah, yeah so highly recommend it. It's a great... Visually, it's great. The balance is, is, is quite superb, actually, for such a small four-player game. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that maybe I should play another game of this because I, whenever I look at this map, I just, I love it. Um, I'm at the moment only in, now that I've just been eliminated in the Trump Wars, um, I'm only in three games in the V-Diplomacy and one in Web Diplomacy, so I can probably afford to actually play a game. Jump in on a game, hey? Oh, yeah, so there you go. If you guys want to jump in on a game with Ambi. Right. What should I do? Should I make it anonymous or should I make it actually everyone can see who was playing? Oh, it's up to you, mate. I don't know. I'll work it out. You could always run a boss on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, not another boss. <laughs> anyway, anyway. 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 Um, so, should we be getting on with our um, one of our on, other let's things? Move on, do we let's want move to on, get on to uh, um, what the doctor recommended? Let's do doctor. Doctor recommended. What are we up to? So, last time around, we finished with the ambassador, but I think I was at 45 at the time, and I've now slipped to 46. Oh. <laughs> where I say, where, where are you, Kana? I'm <laughs> not even on it. Uh, I don't think. Scrolling, it only <laughs> goes to a hundred, and um, you're not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
See, this is another reason why I need to start playing games because I'm involved in so many bloody unrated games that it's dropping. Starting to, to drop, yeah, okay, all right. Anyway. Anyway, so what, did we start from 45? Uh, yeah, did we do Digigoose last time? I remember Digigoose. Yeah, so, well, let's... Well, I think this is going to be hard because I normally end, use... Oh, we'll use the clock on, on the recording device that we have. Yeah, okay, all right. So, so Digigoose, the ambassador we did. So, do you mean, I'll go... And we're at um, 44.07, all right. Okay. LL George. Doctor recommended. Gramuk, he's dropped. I would say Gramuk. Gramuk. Could be, could, be, could be Gramuk, yeah. Or Gram UK. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yep. The Desert Fox, we had him last time, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's dropped a lot. Battalion. TNT Demon. Could be TNT. Yeah, Demon. Okay. Alex, Alex, one Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Alex. Uh, Lord Skyblade. Oh, very nice. Ural. T Gunner. Chevalier Malfet. Imperium. Hypo Guy. That's Hippo Guy. Hypo Guy. That's Hippo Guy. That's Hypo Guy. Like a hippopotamus. Like Hippo. Hypo. Like Hippo. 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 Like... <laughs> okay. Uh, hang on, I like that. Tiger. Leif Spearson. Uh, Goldfinger. You think it's Leif, though? It's Leif. But he's kind of emailed me or PM'd me later and says Leif. It's Leaf. Yeah, yeah, He calls yeah. it Leaf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Leaf. Oh, there we go. What are you saying? Um, Goldfinger. Yeah, Goldfinger zero three. Yeah, so Gold... Yeah, so, anyway, I'll go. Goldfinger's a good player. Uh, CCGA4. President Eden. Squall Med. Puma. Um, I guess this could be Z3R0, but I reckon it's zero. Yeah, Ender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next player is uh, Keneally. <laughs> I always get my tongue tied on this. <laughs> Funny that. Cunnilingus, <laughs> eh? Yeah, cunnilingus. That's why I got my tongue tied on it. <laughs> uh, Titus. Johnny Khan. Uh, Red Squirrel. Tang Zong He. Chinese, obviously. Uh, Dashiva. Uh, is it Dashivania? Dash. Yeah, Dashivania. It could be yeah. Yeah, Dashay or Dashivania. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dr. Wiggles. Mariscal. Uh, Chaka. Phil, 1986. And Illum. And we'll probably finish there. It's two minutes. All right. Cool. All right. So we're up to number 80 now. Mm, got the likes of Captain Meme and uh, Venetia. Yeah. I need a couple. I need if, to win if, a few games. If you, if you kind of join up a whole heap of... Actually, what you should do is join up a whole heap of live games and get your stuff boosted. So Are live games rated? Are they rated? I don't know. I don't play them. It's too hard. One versus one games aren't made. Yeah. We haven't got around to a one versus one episode yet. One day. So, um, hey, the battery's still going. Awesome. I'm almost out of a drink already, oh, though. Hey, and before drinks, we, we need to go get another drink. Um, yeah. But before that, I've got a gift for you, Ambie. Oh, Kaya! How unexpected! How oh, cool! And you actually wrapped it up, unlike me. Well, they wrapped it up at the store. But... Oh, I should have done yeah. that, too. Yeah. This is beautiful. It's a... Um, just so that, just shaking the box, listeners. It sounds like I know what it sounds like. What's it sound like? It sounds like a whole heap of little flags on cocktail sticks that you can <laughs> I was put into thinking a Thinking about doing it too. <laughs> and it's about the right size. Uh, oh wow! It's a puzzle keychain of the globe. And actually, it looks very much like a diplomacy map. <laughs> I aimed for that. You know, a gift for a diplomacy player. That's a really, really awesome gift. 
hey, I've got something for you too. Oh, wow. Okay. But I didn't wrap it up as I said. <laughs> I've actually got two things for you. Two? Yeah. Uh-oh. So, first gift. A knife? Yeah. A knife. Oh, just... Ah, get it. Stab someone in the back with it. Ah, nicely done. Yeah. Yeah, well... Comes in, comes in practical as well. I, I didn't check you out for that one. Sorry about that. And and for the times that you forget to use that and stab people oh, in the yes. back, that's when you lose. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, I, I have I have a packet of uh, sixty white tissues <laughs> because I'm, I'm on a winning streak at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> or you can kind of still use them when you kind of win in, in games where people just keep NMRing and CDing and you're going, damn, I want to win on my own merits. Oh, that's great. That's great. No, no, that's a nice combo, actually. <laughs> Diplomacy related. Of and worst case scenario, after you stabbed in the back, you use those tissues to mop <laughs> up the blood. <laughs> All right, okay. So we get another um, drink? I know another you're, drink. you're a bit slow, um, but I'm a bit fast. And... Uh, when we get back, we'll have a discussion about um, maybe gifts we can give to um, significant diplomacy players in your life. I can just do that quickly now if you want to. Okay. We'll do that. So have you got yep. any thoughts on that? Well, I was going through the bookstore today. Yeah. And I was wandering through the um, history section. Yes. And there was this whopping great big book of maps that changed the world. Oh. And I looked at this and it had, it had some really lovely old school maps of the world and okay. I, just, I just love maps yeah 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 and, and just regardless but, but these things um, I, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking oh wow if I had an army in that particular province and I could invade this area but it actually has some other really cool things like um, uh, I forget the guy's name is a doctor but he, he, he is he recommended? He, no he's not recommended but he was the guy <laughs> he, was, he was the guy who um, uh, 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 proposed um, that there was a, the a sewer flat. system oh. in London when the cholera was outbreak. He oh, actually yeah, yeah, he yeah. analysed where the cholera yeah, was yeah, happening. Yeah, I, I know. I've read about and, um, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he actually made a map yep. of London yep. showing out the hot spots. And that's and actually things. in the That's thing. actually in that book. And Which, I thought it was really fascinating um, that there was this um, book that actually chronicled these you know, moments in history that... Yeah. Um, well, made a difference, and, and that map made a significant difference. But there's a whole heap of other maps in there as well, just beautifully hand-drawn things. Um, and I thought, you know, as a diplomacy player, I would really love to get that book. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, um, going back to the early 90s, when, you know, we didn't have the internet and phones that used to have all of our calendar details in it, and you actually had an old-school calendar that you'd put in the kitchen or something like that, I always made sure I got um, calendars that were literally like exactly the type of maps you're talking about. They were old yep. school cartography yep. maps and things like that. Because I just love the look of these yes. beautiful old maps. And yeah, so there we go. Well, we're both on the on the lines of maps here as well. So um, my recommendation for um, the diplomacy player in your life that you love and care for is a book that I read a couple of years ago. Uh, but I think is well worth a, um, uh, <laughs> a revision and going back and having a look at it again if you can kind of deal with the 1,200 pages or however many pages long it is. It's called The Rights of Peace, The Fall of Napoleon and the Congress of Vienna by Adam Zamoski. Okay. And um, it spends a little bit of time talking about, you know, 
Napoleon's downfall, but it's actually got a massive amount to deal with the real politic about the swapping of alliances in the run-up to the various... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but there was all these alliances that were formed at various points of time to try to actually take Napoleon down. Okay. And inevitably, the French would kind of start peeling one player off, not sorry, one player, <laughs> one country <laughs> off, and then changing the dynamic, and then managed to stay in the game for a bit longer and whatever like that. Yeah, right. And eventually you get to the point where Napoleon's wiped out, gets banished off to Alba or wherever, like Alba I think it was originally. No. Uh, you you get St. Helena later on. Yeah. And, um, and then it talks about the whole Congress of Vienna, which obviously occurred at the end of the Napoleonic Wars to redraw the map of Europe. And you have all these big, ga- sorry, big name uh, uh, foreign ministers at the time who were horse trading and doing all these type of you know, deals behind the scenes. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful read about how all these things came together. And then whilst they took like forever, like two or three years to kind of come up with a plan for what, how we're going to deal with all this stuff because, you know, the Russians would throw something in and then, you know, the Austrians would go, we no, no, we won't want that. And then the British would do something different. And anyway, and then all of a sudden, you know, Napoleon all of a sudden breaks out of Alba and starts taking back France over all over again. Anyway. And they go, oh, fuck. <laughs> we should have dealt with that earlier. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so, a... So what's the name of the book again? It's called The Rights of Peace. The Rights of Peace. And, um, yeah, I mean, even if you don't go off and buy it, look, go check your local library or, you know, have a look for it somewhere. But it's, it's a heavy read, as I said. It's about, it's, it's almost as long as a Game of Thrones novel or a Harry Potter novel. It's very but if, long. But if you're a history fiend and yeah. you love that particular period of history. Yeah. It yes. got me, um, and I spent a lot of time also talking about um, the, the French... I think it might have been the Prime Minister at the time, I think he, or, or Foreign Minister, which was Talleyrand. And he was like the best... If you had him in, in a game of, game of diplomacy, he'd be like number one on the Hall of Fame. He was just so well adaptive of playing all the, um, the, the great powers in the game of how are we going to be able to allow France to be, you know, strong, but not too strong, and all these type of things. And he just did a fantastic yeah. job. I guess the other one I probably want to... I haven't read yet, but I want to try... I'm actually trying to find... Maybe someone can recommend it to me. Is a really good book on Bismarck. Because I reckon he did some great stuff when it came to his alliance networks and how he kind of held Europe together. Yes. So um, I haven't actually read anything about him, but I'd like to at some stage. Bismarck would be an interesting character. Yes. Um, I would also like to get a book that dealt with um, the Thirty Years' War, how oh, that yeah. whole period, actually, that dynamic, the whole, whole the whole and Zellerans and the... Yeah. It's an area that I just don't really know much about. I want to know more about. Yep, but, yep. Um, yeah, ultimately, leading up to the Peace of Westphalia, but what was that lead-up? What happened prior to that? It, it seems to be quite interesting. Um yeah, well, okay. there we go. There we go. Got a couple of really, uh, a couple of interesting ideas there. So, and I think we need some more drinks. We do. Do another one. I do. I do. Yes, I need another drink. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll be back in a second. All right. And we're back. We are indeed. Same drinks. Same drinks again. Cheers. Although, cheers. I think and the uh, the the barmaid I had wasn't as good as the uh, original uh, bar guy. 
Oh, really? Because she kind of only filled my drink up to the line. Oh, I'd much, no. much rather prefer the guy looks like... Um, uh, oh god, the guy from Scooby Doo, Shaggy. Shaggy. Yeah, he's just like liberally giving me an extra, you know, a dram or two. <laughs> to it, yes. <laughs> well, um, so we're getting close to the end of the podcast, um, but we thought also, given that, um, well, both of us have recently also played in a game this year um, on the same variant, and um, a shout out to our native country. Yes. Um, mate versus mate, which is um, a, it is a how many players is it, Ambi? Uh, eight. It's an eight-player game set in Australia plus Indonesia and New Zealand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah, Australia and, and Indonesia. So I mean, normally, as you kind of expect, in uh, if this was real life based, you'd only really be having three players. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, Indonesia. But this particular variant is uh, based on an alternate history where the colonies, the English colonies that ended up federating and becoming Australia never federated. And, and became a um, became confederacy. Own, or no, no, they became their own independent, their own independent and nations. countries. Yeah, yep. So um, this particular variant then uses those uh, colonies as they existed at the time but sets the game in the early 1970s. Oh, okay, so that, that explains why you never had Canberra on it. I was always a bit sort of lost as to why Canberra wasn't on the map. Because there's no need for Canberra, because no Canberra was created yeah. as the capital of Australia. I understand. Because yeah. Sydney and Melbourne couldn't agree on where the capital should be, so they drew a line and put it in the middle. <laughs> Smack bang in the middle. Didn't matter, it's one of the coldest places on the continent. No, literally, they kind of <laughs> bought some guy's <laughs> sheep farm and said, this is now the capital. Stiff <laughs> shit, get lost. <laughs> anyway... Um, so, yeah, so this one is, is um, an eight-player game based around Australia, but to kind of get that right balance, I guess, as, as, best, as, as best as possible, uh, it does also include New Zealand and Indonesia uh, into the mix as well. Um, the reason, I guess, it's based around that the whole 1970s period was there was a, obviously a lot of global turmoil at the time when it came to the um, oil prices and things, and... Um, Due to the way that politics were was in the 70s, you know, you've got situations where uh, it's not just um, cities that are actually supply centres in this variant. You also have areas that are of a strategic um, mineral resource. So yeah, to hence speak. Uh, Cooper Beatty, which is a uh, well, that's not really a very high strategic resource, but well, world's, world's, you know, ninety-nine percent of the world's opals come from Cooper Pedy. But anyway, no. But some of the areas, such as, um, uh, and these are actually like sea-based supply centres. So Bass Strait, because of the oil fields in oh, Bass Strait, yes, time, Northwest yes. Shelf, the oil fields in the Northwest Shelf off Western Australian coast, um, the Great Barrier Reef, which actually has incredible amounts of shale oil underneath it and can be refined is also included as a uh, resource and um, purely for balance's sake because Tasmania is like so small uh, it's also given a bit of a free kick so to speak uh, both he and New Zealand by having two uh, Easy to get Antarctic territories which are I think there's the Antarctic oil fields and the Antarctic mineral territory which are purely fictional but you know hey 
<laughs> you know, it's a variant. It's a variant. Um, <laughs> now, now I, I, I did live for a couple of years in Tasmania. I enjoyed it immensely. It's a lovely part of the world. Um, I was going to move to Tasmania once. Weren't we all? Yes. yes. It, it, is, it is a beautiful part of the world. Um, now, it looks rather insignificant on the map. You know, it, it does. It visually looks like it's a small section in comparison to Western Australia or Queensland, which are you know, or even South Australia, large areas of the map. Yet Tasmania does remarkably well in this variant, right? Just goes to prove that doesn't win, but usually survives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't win, but survives. You know, and I consider that like a well. You know, it doesn't get destroyed nine times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like Bozo. How Bozo does it? Yeah, you know, how does he do it? Doesn't necessarily yeah. win, but he just doesn't get killed off. Well, if Bozo was um, Tasmania, he'd win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Bozo's from Tasmania. <laughs> That's his secret. Well, Tasmania's got a strong Scottish heritage to it. You know? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's that. that That's because you've got your Robert the Bruce look happening at the moment. Oh, I do. Yes, yes. And Dan I'm related Fonkin. to Robert the Bruce, are you? Are you kidding? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Gordon, so I suppose, you know, there's... Mind you, it's like 40 generations removed. <laughs> Still related, damn it. Yeah, absolutely. Got the genealogical tree to prove it. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately, we kind of hit hard times and now we're in Brisbane. Instead <laughs> of swanning around Edinburgh on a horse. Indonesia anyway. is an interesting bet to this map. Yes. Um, it, it, it provides a balance to Western Australia and the Northern Territory, does it not? Well, no, no, there is no Northern Territory in this game, uh, Kana. Uh, <laughs> it is. There's Northern... Okay, geographically, there is a Northern Territory... What, what would constitute itself as a Northern Territory? But what is in real no, life... Modern... modern, yeah. modern li- sorry, real life, you know, real life... Um, what is the Northern Territory now was actually used to be part of the colony of South Australia prior to Federation. So therefore, if South Australia became an independent country, it would actually have Northern Territory as part of its colony. So it would have North and South Coasts? Correct. North Coast and South Coast, yeah. Okay, right. Which is, ironically, they have a South Australia and it's almost one of the highest northerly regions of the continent. Say that again. Well, if, if South Australia's colonial boundaries, call it South Australia, but the tip of what is modern-day Northern Territory, still being South Australia, is actually the second highest northerly area and only just behind Queensland with the Cape York. Well, now there's an argument and a half to let Cape York secede to allow for South Australia <laughs> to be the northernmost county in the world. In, in Australia, yes? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any further logic to You know. Yeah, right. Anyway, so okay, this I game also starts with um, Queensland owning uh, Port Moresby because, again, after World War One, the, um, the Brits, Brits end up handing over responsibility for... Actually, was it Queensland? No, no. Queensland owned Papua... Okay. Okay, as a territory, effectively. Sorry to interrupt. We're doing a bit of a furniture swap, so the boys are going to bring out a black and white table and put it here for you. Do you mind if I take this one? 
A what table? We're bringing out one of those tables for you. Oh, okay. Because I need to get rid of this one. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, yeah? Okay. Yeah, it won't be long. It's coming out now. <laughs> We're being moved along, folks. We might have to edit that bit out. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why? I mean, actually, it, it kind of... Um, I mean, okay, all right. Look, we've been going over time on yeah. our podcast, haven't we? A little bit. We have. Um, I still have well over half a pint to go, and you're still... Right. I'm just smashing this. Smashing out <laughs> your glass of wine. It's the holidays. Holidays. Um, let's see how much of this we can get in before we have to be forced to move on, eh? Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this particular one starts off the number of neutral territories, which were... Uh, colonies of other players who are off board. So New Caledonia, which I've obviously just recently been to. Yep. Uh, a French colony as well as East Timor, which was actually a Portuguese colony at the time. Because this was prior to the Indonesians invading East Timor in 1975. Correct. Yes. Which of course happens on this port pretty quickly because no one else is there. But what you, you pointed out a good point earlier on about Indonesia, because we just recently played and we're going to be moved our table in a second. Here comes the new table. Yeah, so stripey. Yeah. Um, Let's pause. Well, pause. Right, we moved tables. Um, apologies if you get a little bit more background noise from the music, but um, we have been relegated. Yeah, we've we've been shunted off to the cheap seats. <laughs> we're not part of the popular people. No, no, yeah. we don't have enough dreadlocks. Sorry, guys. So, um, yeah, in, in this, we, we just recently played, when I say recently, how long ago was it that we played this game? Oh, this was um, for April. the um, Australia Day... Australia Day 2016. 2016. Yeah. Which, of course, Australia Day is on January the 26th, so uh, maybe it's a good time for people to start getting ready to play one of those again. Next year. Next year, yes, in uh, about a month's time. So we've got... Um, you're, you're right. I've actually found often... Uh, more often than not, though, Western Australia, who I was played as Western Australia and you played as Indonesia? No, no, vice versa. I was Western Australia, you were Indonesia. Oh, I was Indonesia. Yep. Oh, okay. See, this is true. Oh, I got more points than you. No, I got more supply sets. <laughs> Jeez, go on with this. Okay. Anyway, um, so um, more often than not, though, generally speaking... Uh, Western Australia and Indonesia usually end up going uh, attacking each other and this is quite logical you know what I mean you'll always get um, very early on New South Wales and Victoria end up attacking each other both New Zealand and Tasmania are positioned in such a way they can actually make gains elsewhere without necessarily having to be embroiled too quickly South Australia is the same in year one yep but after that it's usually pretty fucked and that's the one thing I'd say from a balanced point of view about this particular board is it's really, really, really hard as Tas- not Tasmania, as South Australia to actually survive. Survive because yep. you are you're like you're squashed, smack bang in the middle of everything. Things, yep. And um, you've really got to if you're playing as South Australia, you've really got to encourage Western Australia to attack Indonesia and Indonesia to attack Western Australia. Because yep. otherwise, Western Australia is going to be coming knocking on your door. And um, 
all too quickly Queensland can kind of move up into Kakadu and other areas as well and kind of quickly take over the northern part of South, South Australia. It is a quick grab, isn't it? You know, yeah. the poor, the poor, the poor man in between, kind of the Austrian syndrome in the, in the regular in the regular map. Yeah. And likewise, I think you find that um, in addition to, to Tasmania surviving, I think New Zealand also has a pretty good strike rate for surviving because it's kind of down in that bottom corner. It's got a little bit of protection. Hard to get to. It can kind of... If you're playing New Zealand, you can kind of quite quickly and easily gain control of some of the seas around the Tasman and Pacific Ocean and start, you know, sniping into various supply centres and territories around East Coast Australia. Has New Zealand got a good um, record for actually winning the game or is it more like a struggling along? Um, it's more as a 2 t player. Uh, yeah. I think normally... It's actually hard. We're, we're looking at this on iPads, and for some reason, when you go into the stats, it doesn't do it very well. The, the stats, oh, the stats don't show up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's not connected at the moment. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, no, no. Um, Queensland tends to do reasonably well, um, but I've seen Victoria do very, very well as well. And New South Wales can do very well. So it's a pretty balanced variant. Just hope you don't get South Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a um, tricky one. There's some things in this that if I if I had my way again, I'd probably like to see things changed. What would you change um, about it? Well, there's some some parts of the board where territories abut each other in a um, almost like a, a internal inside a square, like a cross. Okay. Okay. So, so let, for example. Uh, Easy, easiest one to look at would be something like Darling Downs, New England, Central New South Wales, and Maranoa. Oh, it's another oh, one over here. Great Sandy, Sandy Alice, Alice, East Nullarbor, West Nullarbor. Yep. Where in this particular set of games and rules, you can't traverse, say, from Great Sandy Desert to East Nullarbor or Alice Springs to West Nullarbor, Darling Downs to Central New South Wales, New England to Maranoa, and vice versa. Now, I don't know if. I'd actually want that traversing to happen, but maybe there's a, a better way of configuring those borders so that sure. doesn't... Um, As opposed to, you know, considered to be adjacent to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other things, I guess, that maybe in retrospect, and I haven't seen done very, very well, is the, um, the Murray River and the Darling River are navigable rivers in this. Yeah, but they hardly ever be used. That's they, the know? thing. No one ever kind of sends a... South Australia never sends a, um, a gunboat all the way up to Broken Hill in, in New South Wales. Well, maybe you could make it so, like, if you're a fleet, you could move two spaces on the river. Would that be, like, a, an incentive, do you think? Possibly, but would that give everyone else a bit of a head, you know, a bit of a head start? Sorry. It would help New South Wales, Victoria and, and South Australia because they all border those river systems. Something to think about anyway. Yeah. Or maybe... Um, we've all got spare time yeah. and a, a lad that works and... Yes. Have you heard from Captain about no, that? I haven't no. heard anything more from no. Captain. Oh. Oh. I feel like we've been prick-teased. You know, we're talking about Christmas presents? Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be good? That would be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> New variants. What a Christmas present that would be. I, I kind of feel like that mob over in Webdip are holding off for Christmas. Have they, released, they still haven't, put still those haven't released the variants. 
No, they still haven't. I don't. I don't. I've got a little. I've got a little thread there on the forum, which I bounce every you know, few days. Back. Hey, where are these variants? Where are these variants? Question mark. Um, but nothing so far. Maybe they're going to release them as a Christmas gift. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I hope. I do hope. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Two days away, hey? Indeed. Oh, well, is there anything more about this one? Um, oh, other than it's just like a really, you know, it, it, it's an interesting variant. It is. Um, it's one of those ones where there's a lot of uh, interaction. You don't think there would be, but as Western Australia, I was interacting with pretty much everyone on the board except for um, Victoria who is pretty much a non-communicator he's dead now he was was dead pretty quickly wasn't he 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 didn't make it out of the game Um, but no I I enjoyed this one Um, there was a significant amount of conversation and um, yeah plus that I kind of have an idea as to where all these places are just having visited a lot of them yeah and I think we did a count as to um, did we not we did a count as to how many of these <laughs> supply centres we've actually visited uh, yeah I don't think we did that on the, on the podcast though have we no I don't think we have no okay no, so um, shall we just pause for a second and then we'll add them all up and we'll work it out or should we just kind of go one two three and all those type of things um, yeah, actually, let, we can, just, actually we can just, do it because we'll be outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to go so, first or do you want me to go first? Um, oh, no, you go. Okay, well, I have been to... We're only supply centres, aren't we? Supply centres, okay. yeah. So Brisbane, Gold Coast, Rockhampton, Townsville, Cairns, Great Barrier Reef, New Caledonia. Oh, yeah. I didn't, have, I didn't have that one yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Cox Harbour. Newcastle, Sydney. I think I've been to Wollongong, but it was ages ago. Oh, you so I'm not, not going to count. Yeah. I'm not going to count that one. No. Uh, so it's ten. Melbourne. Zoom in on that area. Yeah, I'm pretty bad in, in um, Victoria. Uh, Launceston, Hobart, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. That's a 16, I think. Yep. Adelaide. And that would be it. Oh. Okay. 17. 17, eh? All right. Cairns, Towns, Townsville, Rockhampton, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Cox Harbour, um, Newcastle, Sydney, Wollongong. Albany, Shepparton, Melbourne, Bendigo, um, Ballarat, Geelong. Yeah, that's where that is, Geelong. Launceston, Bastrade, Adelaide. You're running out of fingers. Yeah, Mildura, Broken Hill, uh, Cooper Pedy, Alice Springs. Oh, you're thrashing me. (laughs) Um, Perth, Kalgoorlie and Albany. No barley? No, not been to barley. See, I reckon you'd be a barley guy. No, I'm not a barley guy. <laughs> no. no, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're more a, um, a CM Reap guy than a barley guy, as we said last time around. CM Reap? 
wonderful part of the world. Very interesting. So what was your final count? I lost count. You lost More count. You. I think I you had about 22 you, or 23. You smashed me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What happened then? Um, well, you, yeah. Anyway. What? Ambi fingers. <laughs> oh, they destroyed it all. Anyway. Just, oh, well. We've, I've successfully killed uh, oh, Kana's iPad. So uh, <laughs> it's probably about time to wrap it up. So time to wrap it up. Look, obviously, we, uh, we wish you all a fantastic Christmas. And a happy new year. And a safe one. Make it safe. Make safe it is safe. always better than... Um, not safe? Not safe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have a great break and, um, and enjoy. And, in, yeah, and welcome to 2017. Yeah, we'll see you then. It's only a few days away. Not long at all. Yeah. Cool. Catch all you right. then, guys. Catch you guys. Bye. Bye.